Welcome to Preschool and Beyond, a podcast where we tackle some of the most common and the most challenging issues facing preschool-age children and their families. Recording from Discovery Child Development Center is your host, Mike Delod. Welcome to episode 10 of Preschool and Beyond, the I Can Use the Potty Now edition. When a child completes the potty training process, it's a great milestone for the child and for the family. The child becomes more independent and often has an increased self-esteem. For parents, it means the end of changing and purchasing diapers. That said, it's one of the most challenging aspects of early childhood for everyone involved. I didn't quite get this at first. Um, my first child was really easy to potty train. We, did, In fact, we did it in just under a day. So I didn't know why all these people were talking about how difficult it was. Now, after going through it with three children, I can truly appreciate the struggles of potty training. It can be exhausting, frustrating, confusing to the child, to the parent. So when it came time for us to pick up a new dog this summer, I only had one requirement, that that dog come potty train, because I was not going through the process again. To help us with uh, with this topic today, we have a special guest, Melissa Stevenson. Melissa is currently a preschool teacher here at Discovery Child Development Center. She's been an educator for 14 years. Uh, prior to coming here, she was a toddler teacher where she successfully trained many groups of toddlers at a time. She's also been an administrator working with teachers on implementing potty training. So I guess we'll start off kind of figuring out when to start. So what are those signs of readiness parents should look for? Well, children are typically um, exhibiting different signs when they are ready, when they start hiding to use the potty in their diaper. They'll go hide in the corner to go pee or poop. Um, sometimes they'll pull at their diaper when they are wet or soiled because they don't like the way it feels. Um, they may ask you to change their diaper when they're wet or soiled as well, yeah. um, just kind of showing you that they don't enjoy that feeling. Um, and another key component of um, being ready is being dry for longer periods. My experience being in a classroom and when they would wake up from nap time and they would be dry, mm -hmm. that was a big sign that they were ready yes. to start potty training. Great. And in terms of age, uh, it's really shifted a lot in this country. When we look back, like in the 1950s, 95% of children were trained by 18 months. Now with disposable diapers becoming popular in the 1970s, um, we're looking around 10%. So is there an ideal age for starting the process? There's no specific um, ideal age. It's more of a developmental and emotional readiness for the children. Um, some children as young as 18 months can show the signs of being ready, but some don't show it until a little bit older. And it could be anywhere between two and three. Um, the girls are usually ready at an earlier age than boys just because their maturity level is there. But you have to remember that it's not just an age. It's developmental um, as far as um muscles and skills as far as that, their language skills and um being emotionally ready to kind of take that step. Yeah, because if you kind of dissect it, there are a lot of steps involved in using the potty. And think about it from the child's point of view. They have to first know that feeling in their body when it's coming um, to either alert someone or walk over. Then they have to have that control to be able to pull down in time, you know, allow them wait till the last second. Uh, and then in terms of wiping, flushing, you know, having the coordination, fine motor skills to do that. Uh, so it really is a big deal for her it kids. Is. It is. They definitely have to um, have the independence level to be ready to go to the potty as well. Um, and there's 
there's other ways they demonstrate that they are ready too. Um, besides the dressing and undressing, they need to be able to communicate with you effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, not show signs because you may miss that. They need to know to come over and tell you beforehand that they're ready to go um, and know that that the um, the process, you know, does take some time. So, Right. So let's say they seem like they're ready. Um, you feel you're ready. So what are some tips in terms of, like, how to start? Okay. So preparing the children, um, I think you start – Earlier, before they're necessarily ready, just by exposing them to like the books you're reading. But as it gets closer to time, definitely um, uh, reading books with them. Take them into the potty with you. Um, but put words to everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think language is a huge component with this. Um, you know, you can talk them through. Okay, first we have to pull down our pants, and you know we're going to sit on the potty, and sometimes it, we have to wait a minute, and then um, just sharing that process with them and wiping and let them see you wash their hands or wash your hands. Um, give them the words to talk about what, what they're going to need um, to tell you whether you want to teach them to say potty or I need to go potty, but they need to have the specific words to tell you um, that they need to go. Um, some families, and this was, this is a huge success for some families is taking them shopping, getting them excited about wearing underwear mm-hmm. Um get their favorite favorite character and just kind of make it a big deal to them um, as far as, you know, getting potty trained and know that there's a little window of time where it's a little easier. So as you're recognizing this, then you need to be aware that um, during this time frame that you're exposing them to these ideas. And I think also you need to be ready as that parent because, uh, There are a lot of conveniences for diapers. You know, you're going on a road trip. You know, the diaper will be there. Um, You uh, when you start that potty training process, um, if you're using a method like we did in my house, you really have to commit at least a couple of days to just be sitting there with your child, not leaving the house for very long, watching their every move because they will. They're not going to even if they're ready, if they're watching their show, they are not going to want to get up to go to the potty. So you really have to dedicate that time. You do. You have to be ready to um, to take the time and, and recognize those signs in your child. Um, I think that diapers definitely make things a lot easier uh, and more convenient for us. So we, we, we need to know that it's a commitment on our part and on the child's part and on the school if they're in a school as well because everyone has to be on board to know yes. that it's the right time. There are a number of different approaches to potty training. Um what are some of the different methods? Um, there is a more child-oriented approach for potty training, and that's just kind of watching for the signs of being ready to go potty. They're showing interest in it. Like a lot of the things that we've already talked about, um, that that is more based on them instead of when we're ready. Um, they start by sitting on the potty and and. Some people do it when they're not when they're fully clothed and let them enjoy kind of it's like a fun spot to sit like it's not a pressure thing. Um, they also want them. Some people want them sitting on the potty after they go to the bathroom to kind of make that connection cognitively that they oh you just went potty this is where you're supposed to sit. Um, and then sometimes the parents start doing the the diaperless approach where they just run around um, and go potty that way but that's more looking at their signs of readiness and there's another method that's kind of like a potty training boot camp if you will it's a two or three day like weekend method where you're 
wanting to get it done quickly and efficiently. You don't want to take the time because the previous method of being child directed or child, you know, initiated basically takes a lot longer because they're leading you in the process. Um, but what you can do is take the signs of them being ready and then do a little potty training boot camp over the weekend where um, you may want to push extra fluids. So they go to the bathroom more often. So they start recognizing that sensation and when they're ready um, and you just, spend the time at home, like you said, committed to sitting into the potty um, when, you know, when they need to go. Some families choose to send them every, you know, 20 to 30 minutes um, during this time and start lengthening the time between the visits to the bathroom. But that way you want a lot of successes uh, when they're going and making that connection with the sensation because that's going to help the process go along a little faster. Um, there is one last method that they that is out there letting them train themselves. Um, this is no pressure from the parents and not really a child-initiated child, um, kind. It's just they kind of do it on their own. Uh, this can take a long time. So most people choose one of the prior two methods that uh, we talked about. So if you, let's say you commit to one of these methods where you want to get them trained in a relatively short amount of time, uh, how would that, what would that first day look like? Well, the first day, I think, um, it's, it doesn't have to be a difficult day. It's, a, it's an exciting day. So you want to keep it upbeat and exciting for you and for the child because it is a hard process. Um, so your first day is going to look like a lot of changing, probably, and a lot of laundry. Yes. So you need to be prepared for that. Um, you, you're going to be at home. <laughs> You're not going to be going around very much. You're going to be cleaning up accidents. And you know that you have to expect that and be prepared for that mentally and emotionally for you and for the child. So um, some families have experienced, you know, the kind of the push away as far as not wanting to go to the potty, but just keeping it exciting and, and being consistent with it um, will make the first day successful. Yeah, even in the best case scenario, my son that I talked about that potty trained a day, he mistook the refrigerator for a potty and <laughs> said that, that was a good place to go. Yes. Um, you're going to have ones that might not necessarily want to sit there. So you have to, you know, you don't want to, you want to encourage it, but you can't push too hard and you right. can't get frustrated. And it's easy to say, but when you're in that moment, it's like, just sit there, right? right. But um, I've heard of people who do like potty parties. So every... 15 minutes, they'll go in there and they might play a fun song. Um, I, for my third one that we were struggling with, I had a like five minute song that we would play a YouTube video that he could see during that time. So he, I knew he would sit on the potty for that amount of time and then, okay, we're done. We'll try again. Right. Um, but you have to find that right balance, encouraging them, but not really feel They still want to feel some control. Exactly. Children like to be in control and they like to know what's expected. Um, and, and you have to remember that they don't sit down and immediately have to go. It can take three to four minutes of sitting there before they actually relax enough to use the bathroom. And, um, you know, you can't just sit there for a minute. So you are going to spend a lot of time in the bathroom initially. And you do want to make it fun. And and if it becomes a power struggle, there's not going to be successes no, because no, they're yeah. the ones that are in control of their body. So you definitely don't want to have that butting of heads. Yeah, so what are some of the most common mistakes you see parents make when they're going through the process? 
Um, I think the biggest mistake is inconsistency. Um, a lot of families feel like they're ready and they jump on board and then something happens um, or, oh, we have to go to the store or something. And they go back to a diaper. Mm-hmm. Um, the back and forth between diapers and pull-ups uh, or diapers and underwear uh, can be very confusing to children because they are, they're allowed to go potty in the diaper and then right. they're in underwear and they can't. And it just kind of, um, it is definitely confusing. Um, I think another mistake is trying to start too early. If you're, if you're ready, but your child's not, it's going to be a longer process and a lot harder on you. It, just as well as it would be if you wait too late where it mm-hmm. becomes a power struggle where they don't want to, and they learn that they can have that control over it. So there's a definite window of opportunity that has a higher success rate than, um, younger or older. Yeah. And one thing I will add though, for we, we went with the approach of getting rid of the diapers, but at night we still for several months would use the pull up and sometimes for naps too. And you know, that didn't seem to cause that same confusion. They said, you know, and I sleep with, that's the only time I wear my pull up um, because it's hard at that age to have that ability to know when, to send that signal at night that you need to go use the potty. Absolutely. Even children as old as five and six years old still have accidents at night. Um, so I think the, the time for pull-ups, there is a time and place for a pull-up or a diaper. And you just make that kind of known that this is your night-night diaper. And we're going to put it on just before bedtime. But you definitely want them to sit down on the potty and go to the potty before they go to bed. And you may have days where they wake up dry. Um, but not consistently until they're much older. They don't have that control. So when they're having those accidents, and as I said, it can be frustrating, especially when you know they can do it, but they're still having the accidents. How do you recommend parents handle that? Well, you definitely need to have that mindset that they're going to happen. Even children who are potty trained as old as four and five have accidents. Um, They get busy playing or engaged in something, so they forget to go to the potty or they don't want to stop. Um, what they're doing. They, they know they need to go, but they just don't want to stop or they wait too late. So you want, you definitely want to be supportive when a child has an accident. Um, you know, I recommend just say, Oh, you know, oops, you had an accident. Let's go get you, let's go get your clothes and get changed and help them kind of gather their clothes together, make sure they have what they need. Um, or you may have like a little change of clothes bag and take them and let them get changed in the bathroom. Um, you definitely don't want to be condescending or shame them or be upset with them because you want to make them, um, want to go potty and be successful and that they don't understand that um, that's a shameful thing necessarily. Right. And you also want to build in those structures during the day to reduce the chances that they're going to have those accidents. Like yeah. I still forget sometimes my wife always reminds me, wait, you put a show on without having them use the potty because kids don't want to leave. They're watching their Paw Patrol or whatever, Sesame uh-huh. Street. They are more interested in that than the potty. So, exactly. you know, before we just have that as part of your day, before we watch our show, we go to the potty. Before we go in the car, go to school, we use the potty. Um, so you have those regular interval intervals so you're not having those fights and struggles as much later when at these set times. I know in the class, before you go outside, you always line them up to yes. try to use the potty. Definitely. And even earlier in the school year, we've, with the three-year-olds, we still go potty earlier in the morning before outside time to remind them because when they start school, some of them for the first time, they are so excited and so engaged in what they're doing in the classroom, they kind of forget. Yep. Um, so we definitely send them um, a couple of times a day earlier on, but as the year goes on, they become more independent with it and will go on their own. Right. And what you said too, just about staying calm. Um, you know, I used to just use that reminder, 
we pee in the potty, we yeah. do our, our poops go in the potty, and sometimes uh, you could, if they're doing it in their um, underwear, you can then dump it into the potty just so they get used to that concept because that can be a scary pun, something that came out of them. And right. Going somewhere else um, right. does take some getting used to. And typically kids are going to have more poop accidents than the pee accidents. They'll continue to have those once they're even potty trained when they pee and they're probably trying to go pee, but they, the poop thing is kind of scary for a lot of the kids. It is. And it, I think I saw one out of every five children will have that kind of relapse where they do not want to poop. My, one of my sons, we went through this and it becomes a very difficult cycle if they get into it because then it becomes painful for them. And then you have to really think about foods you're giving them, talking to your pediatrician, um, you know, if how many, if a long time is gone between it, they're really going to put that resistance because then they're going to not only be scared, but think this hurts. This hurts. Absolutely. And, and you don't want that because you don't want their body to react in that way where they can't go potty either. So you said, we'll use the words fully potty trained. Um, what exactly does that mean? Well, I think um, being fully potty trained uh, initially is being able to tell you that they have to go potty before they have to go in time enough where they can make it to the bathroom and get their pants pulled down um, and make it. Um, being able to pull their pants up and down independently uh, without very much assistance. They're still going to have assistance where they get all kind of curled up and things like that where we have to fix them. Um, but they also need to be able to wipe themselves, get on and off the potty by themselves, um, which luckily here we have the small ones, so that's not an issue. And then, of course, be able to go through and, and wash and dry their hands and... Um, return to their, you know, their day, kind of know the whole process. Yeah. So when we talk about some of these methods that might talk promise potty training in a day, two or three days, that usually just means that they know when to go and can go in the potty. But in terms of the whole process of pulling up their own pants and washing their hands and all that will take a lot longer and can take um, several months before Absolutely. they're there. Absolutely. Three to six months is typically a good time because it's, um, it becomes more habitual and they get more of the motor control to be able to do that. And of course, some kids, it's going to take a little bit longer um, or some, you, you know, they may be a little faster at it too, just because they have that, that skill um, earlier on. So it's definitely a long process, even though you have successes earlier on and they are going to the potty, they, they are still going to need the reminders to wash their hands and the reminders to go potty right. um, even as they get older. So, a lot of parents make that decision that they're going to start potty training, not necessarily by choice, but they want to enroll them in preschool. And the pre most preschools are going to require that they're potty trained, especially by um, three years old. So what can you what can you tell parents about what that process is going to look like when they're in school? When they're in school. Well, definitely check with their specific preschool because every school is going to be a little different. Um, and I know that some teachers... Um, may do it a little differently in their classroom if you have two classrooms that are doing potty training. But as a teacher who potty trained, I um, I always talk to the parents ahead of time and let them know the signs that I was seeing and that, you know, I felt like they were ready to do to start potty training. Um, and they had a list of things that they needed to kind of be prepared for. Part of that was packing three to four changes of clothes. Mm -hmm. um, and depending on, on the school, um, it may be more. It, it kind of varies. But you have to remember there's 16 kids in there, so changing three accidents is a lot. Um, but packing the extra changes of clothes, um, 
packing extra shoes and, you know, just being supportive on that. When you come in and drop your kids off at school, it's very helpful as a parent if you go ahead and take them to the potty first thing in the morning to make sure that they've kind of started their day off and they're ready for the start of the day. Um, but know that the parents uh, kind of set the tone for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If, if there's something that you want to do at home, um, the words you're using, um, kind of the techniques you're using, right. you definitely want to communicate that to the parent, uh, to the classroom so that they can be consistent with that. Because overall, consistency is going to be the best thing to make your children successful. Yeah, and, and trust that the teachers are professionals. They've worked with so many kids going through the process. They know the signs. They know how to encourage them, how to support them in the classroom. Um, one other thing I'll mention, too, is it's often a good idea to get them used to going to the bathroom outside of the home. So it can be scary the first time you're going to the mall um, because there are the loud sounds of the flushes. Those auto flushers are the worst things for potty training because they can terrify the kids. Um, Any tips for making trips out and using public restrooms? Um, Well, to be prepared going out in public, um, there's lots of things that you can do as a parent. Uh, Being proactive and talking about it, like, you know, that there's going to be potties there that you may have to use may be helpful. Some parents choose to take a travel potty with them that the child can use that they're familiar with, they're comfortable with. That way they will not have accidents out and about. Um, As far as the the bathrooms that you were mentioning that have the automatic flushers, you can cover the sensor with your hand. um, That way it doesn't startle them. Uh, when they're using the potty. It's a great tip. I wish I'd known earlier. I got that, I think, on the second or third child. But, yes, that really makes a difference. Absolutely. My son's 10 now, and he <laughs> the noises still make him cover his ears because it's so loud. Yeah, so. never mind the hand blowers in there. <laughs> yes. Uh, everything's on an automatic thing, and, you know, it makes it easier for some things. But with potty training, it's definitely not easier for us. Um, and another thing is making sure that you can adapt the potty to the size um, of your child. It's scary when they're sitting on a big potty and they can't hold themselves up. Yep. Um, they don't want to fall in. So just having you know those options available. They do have little potty seats that fold up pretty small that can go in like a little diaper bag or something you could take with you. Yeah, those are all great tips. All right, and that brings us to our last segment, the show and tell. Um, so do you have a tip or a recommendation you want to share with our parents? Well, just basically um, know that you're going to have successful uh, potty training. Um, the children, no matter what method you choose, they're they're going to get potty trained and they are going to um, be excited and be independent with it uh, and know that everything that you put into it, they're going to be excited. And some parents choose to use the rewards um, as far as, if they pee in the potty, they get a sticker or they get an M&M. Um, some families choose to put Cheerios into the potty and let the kids pee onto the Cheerios or change the potty color when they pee in the potty. Um, but just pick a method that works and makes it exciting for your kid um, and that you're willing to stick with. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Melissa. Thanks for having me. You can find a link to what we talked about today on our show page at discoverychilddevelopmentcenter.com slash podcast. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash preschool and beyond. We'll be off next week for Thanksgiving break, but we'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.